This, 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 this is mythical. Nicole, you're all about that Mediterranean food, right? Of course. I actually made the most incredible chicken souvlaki for dinner last night. I made a little salad with tomatoes, cucumbers, onions. I sprinkled some feta on there, and I made a little wrap. It was so, so good. I have so much feta cheese in my fridge at all (laughs) times. Like Mediterranean food, Greek food specifically, is one of Julia's favorites. It's one of my favorite ways to cook and also favorite ways to eat. Now you can taste the Mediterranean at Whole Foods Market. Get those Mediterranean-inspired flavors and save on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie, and ground. Lamb. It's a store-wide flavor-packed journey. Go now and save on regionally inspired selections through March 19th. Dude, I love me some Whole Foods ground lamb. I was doing yeah, smash burgers the other day. A little harissa mayo on there. Lamb. Ooh, you can make kefteres. You make locanico. God, I want some lamb. You can find sales on animal welfare certified meat like boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, and more. Yeah, save on seafood too while ordering whole branzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. I got a branzini from there and let me tell you I stuffed it with parsley, garlic, lemon, fresh oregano and it was absolutely Branzini delicious. is plural. It would be one Branzino. Is that true? I'll show myself out. Yeah, it actually is. Oh my gosh, I had no <laughs> idea. I've been calling it Branzini slash Branzino just like willy-nilly. Boom roasted. Just like my fish, huh? <laughs> and their wines from the sun-soaked Mediterranean start at just $8.99. That's $8.99 for some bomb, bomb wine. Sip from the vineyards of Spain, Greece, and Italy. I will, Nicole. Check out 365 by Whole Foods Market and stock up on wallet-happy Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and more. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Nicole, I can't believe it's been 250 years since the Boston Broth Party. The what? When American colonists were fed up with British taxation, they dumped a bunch of broth into Boston Harbor. Teachers need to get paid more. This This is a hot dog dog is a sandwich. sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) What? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaiti. And Nicole, you see, the reason that joke works is because it was called the- Mansplain it to me. It was called the I am. I'm also manspreading under the table. Really? Manspreading sounds like when you just put a hefty Uh, amount of mayonnaise on the sandwich. I was going to say, it sounds like taking a scoop of peanut butter and just really dabbing it on there. That's a manspread. So you you sit spread out. You're like spread out. Yeah, do you see my- Do you see how I'm sitting? I sit with one leg underneath. Yeah, you're all coquettish with it. what does the coquettish mean? You're all coquettish, like you're like uh, like mm, dainty and cute. Yeah, I, I like to make myself a little small. And I'm spreading like a large smear of Miracle Whip on some wheat bread. <laughs> okay, what does this have to do? Why, okay, you were explaining something to me like a man? Yeah, exactly. I'm well-versed in history. I've listened to many Dan Carlin podcasts. Um, <laughs> the Boston Tea Party was a thing. Yeah, they I, were mad and they threw tea in the harbor like, F you. Yeah. yeah. And and I call it the Boston Broth Party because many, many, many people Sorry. have sent us the question, is bone broth tea? This is silly. This is silly, but it gets at a root of something that mm. really brings my red up. Brings your what up? Brings my red up. Brings your red up like brings a... Brings my red up. Like a thermometer. Yeah, wait, Maggie, can you Google the phrase brings my red up? I've only heard people from the South say it, and I don't reckon I've ever said it on this show It before. has to do with the thermometer going up. Yeah, it brings your red up. It like raises... It makes your blood boil. It brings my red up. Mm. Because herbal tea, right? Julia, the other day, was like, I really want some mint tea, and she boiled some water, steeped in some mint, and drank it, and I was like, that's not tea. Um, I think it is tea. 
to me. Was it in a cup? <laughs> yeah, the vessel matters for you. It's always, Josh, we've been through these kinds of like uh, whimsical, lackadaisical debates before. And you know me, the vessel always matters for me. This shouldn't be a shocker to you. To me, this. You don't remember the last time we had a silly little debate like this? What was it? The Was it a beef wellington corn dog? Probably. I mean, <laughs> I know me, I'm all about vesselage. <laughs> um, shout out to Sleep Token and their lead singer, whose name is just Vessel. You know Sleep Token? Too niche. They have Sorry. that like sexy song. It's like, you got me in a chokehold. And then it's like. Bow, oh, the one bow. that goes, you're in my bloodstream. So to me, Next. tea is, tea is an actual plant. Like there's a scientific. There's a tea plant. There, there are, yeah, it's called Camellia sinensis. Uh-huh. Is the main thing. Sinensis, literally like a Sino. Sencha? No, Sino. Oh. If I said like Sino-Japanese war, Japan was fighting. Which country? Sino, okay, Sino, Sino, Sino ja- Japanese war. Okay, China. China, exactly. Yeah. Camellia sinensis. This uh, is fun. I feel like I'm in school. <laughs> pay me more, not the teachers. No, that's please pay you the get teachers paid more. Enough. My God. Um, but no, Camellia sinensis is like the tea plant, and it is um, it has caffeine in it. Like the reason tea is so popular, every culture figured out a way to create an easily digestible stimulant. Very right? cool. From cola nuts to beetle leaf to coffee to Yerba tea. mate. Yerba mate? Is yeah. that a type of tea? I don't know if you... Is you... I call it a tea. Hmm, what is Maggie, can you look up where yerba mate actually comes from? Like so, the plant of it? So there are like six recognized classes of tea. There's like, uh, there's white tea, there's black tea, mm-hmm. there's green tea. There's something called dark tea, I believe, which is like pu'er. Oh, I love pu'er tea. Pu'er tea. Uh, and then there's some like debates around that. But to me, if it's not coming from, um, if it's not coming from the Camellia sinensis plant, which is literally the tea plant, mm-hmm. I don't think it should be called tea. I think you got to come up with a different name for it, man. I think, <sighs> hear me out. Call it broth. Call it mint broth. I want to drink a nice cup of mint broth. I think broth has a connotation of of savoriness. That tea leans tea leans a little bit more sweet. Okay, let's let's talk about the let's talk about the mint of it all then. Why are you so fixated on mint? Because mint tea is the most tea-like non-tea that we have. Mint I disagree. Tea is the thing that chamomile. More people... Chamomile. Chamomile is just a flower, huh? Well, yeah, tea, plant, flower, too. Wait, when you drink chamomile tea. Yes. It's just chamomile buds. Is it really? What did you think it was, Josh? I don't know what, I don't know what chamomile is. Chamomile is a type of flower that you dry and you, they're like little flower buds. It's like I'm, roses, rose tea. I'm going to be dead ass honest. I know nothing about tea because growing up, mm. I learned, and this is not my current belief system. Coffee is for boys, tea is for girls. So I don't drink tea. And I know in other cultures, it's very different. We're big tea drinkers, Persians. Your dad drinks, he told me, yeah, like six to eight cups of chai a day. He does. He does drink a lot of tea. And I drank the chai brand that he drinks. Yeah. That is delicious. I would also <laughs> drink six to eight cups of that a day. I wish I had a cup of it right now. Actually. I grew up drinking tea, though. With milk. With milk and sugar. And it was the weakest tea. Yeah. My grandmother was educated in very Victorian-era schools in South Africa, mm-hmm. um, despite the fact that she is, like, Lithuanian Jewish. Mm-hmm. But she has a Queen's accent, and she freaking loves tea. Love tea. And so every time I visited her, she would be like, oh, darling, drink some tea. 
And I'm like, I don't enjoy this. Also, it's weak as hell, and it just tastes like sugary hot milk water. Which isn't bad. It's not bad, but it's not what I want at four in the afternoon. Really? I would love to instate a tea time in the mythical kitchen, actually. Can we test run it? Sitting around eating little cucumber sandwiches and having a spot of tea and gossiping is like something I think we should all do. What time is high tea? High tea? Is high tea different than afternoon tea? I don't know. I guess just tea time. I had a teacher. Side note. I had a teacher in school. She was from like a Commonwealth country. And uh, she had a timer go off. And she's like, tea time. But she was actually putting bourbon in her cup. And then she got fired. <laughs> Sorry. When was this? This was in like sixth to like eighth grade. I don't, I'm trying to be vague here. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. Man. Sorry. I just really had to say that. So according to the internet, what time is high tea? 5 to 7 p.m. What are you supposed to do at high tea? Because have you been to one of those fancy tea services? Yeah, that they have at like a fancy I have. Hotel in LA? I have at um, the one in Glen- the Langham, Pasadena. What can you run me through that? What are they doing? What are the emotions you're supposed to feel? Okay, so <laughs> when you walk in, first it's like super sunny. Well, also this happened at twelve o'clock. This happened more in like the afternoon, so it wasn't at five to seven. Yeah, it was just tea time, and all the it's a lot of ladies, and they're all wearing floral dresses. How Some much men's is? How much men's is in the for room? For every sixteen women's, one men's. Nice. It's like a Pilates class, you know. <laughs> Up in your chances. I, <laughs> <laughs> I went to a New Year's party, and let me tell you, it was the same. It was like a Pilates class ratio of women to men. And I was like, well, "What am I doing here? I'm married." There are no single guys left in Manhattan. <laughs> You were saying? <laughs> Where was I? Oh, I was going to the Langham Pasadena. And it's like 12 o'clock. And it's, there's like a baby shower over there. There's a grandma's birthday over there. There's an anniversary over there. And it's all floral dresses and cute hats. And they're just going, <laughs> poor. <laughs> Bye. It's really nice. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? But, like, do they have sports games on or what are I you mean, doing? I mean, I'm sure there's, like, badminton or something <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. It's like Bridgerton. I don't know. It's it's a way to, for, for people to feel, like, I don't know, like, classier. Wear a cute dress and have some tea with your girls. I am looking for more ritual in my life. That's the thing that tea, whether I consider it a tea or not, that's the thing that tea really brings is a sense of ritual. Which yeah, I need. I need sure. something to ground me, to root me, right? When you say ritual, do you mean like routine? Kind of routine, but like something that sets intention around that routine. You Not think- routine like brushing your teeth, but something like, hey, we are sitting down and we're <laughs> we're gossing, we're dressing up in hats. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that I don't really have, and I think that thing that a lot of Americans don't mm-hmm. have coded in our culture in that way. What do you? What does this have to do with bone broth? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm just trying to understand what the hell tea is because I don't drink it. Well, it's, um, it's it's leaves in a cup, and you drink it for either soothing purposes or for caffeinating purposes. That's what I think tea is. So any leaf, it has to be a leaf. I think leaf may or leaf or leaf or root. Chamomile's a bud. Okay, leaf. So just plant. 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 Yeah, yeah. Some sort. Something within the plant world. Okay, great. So uh, you have a nice cup of minestrone tea. No, Anna? Josh, you're Anna? cheating. No, yeah, no, no, no. But that's that's but what we're talking about. about. It's in like think about it, like like it's either loose leaf, it's just thrown about in there, or it's in a sachet, and you just dip 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 in hot water. But the thing is with with the timing of tea versus broth. Yeah. You you can make a five minute broth. 
It's just bad? It's just bad. A 24-hour broth or like a 12-hour broth, which is like standard, I feel like, mm-hmm. for broth time. Say like 12 to 24? Yeah. That's pretty hefty on a broth. Oh, you're talking about like bone broth. The, the name of the podcast is, is Bone Broth Tea. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bone Broth is tea. Have we done a podcast on. about Bone Broth versus stock versus broth? No. Crap, well, we so we can... have to define Bone Broth now. It's broth made out of bones that you roast. I have strong feelings about what bone broth is. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we all know. Maggie's no, still trying to you. find what get, gets my red up means. What's uh, when something infuriates you? Yeah, what's the etymology of it? It feels very American. Southern. Maggie, please go back to work. Gets my red. You up. were saying. Gets you were saying. I almost up. called you David. Bone broth. Call me David. Sorry. I'll call you Julia. Let's just make it real <laughs> weird, man. You know why not? Who cares? We're already here. So bone broth versus stock versus tea. Everybody who grew up watching the old Rachel Ray, right? She was like a surrogate mother to me. Saw her a lot more than my real mom. So I grew up watching Rachel Ray. Yeah, I never liked her. Why? She pissed me off. For what reason? She would put weird things in rice peel off. I'd be like, ugh. Oh, yeah. It was was a different time. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I've seen the Pozzoli video. It's it's not great. Uh, Rachel, we love you. Come on the show. I like her now, though. I respect respect her hustle and grind and her story a lot. Oh, she has an incredible story. When I was a young kid, I was like, what is this? I just thought that's what rice pilaf was, and I probably end up with some messed up views of food, including the fact that she said that uh, stock comes from bone, broth comes from meat. Oh, is that true? Like-ish, but but there's no governing body, so if you're, uh, I'm generally making stock or broth with both meat and bone. I think that's how it tastes the best, right? I don't Mm -hmm. know a lot of people who are like just using bone or just using meat. It'd be weird if you just used meat because that meat generally came from a bone. Well, I don't think it's weird. I think if you have leftover scraps of like meat in your freezer and you want to use them up, you can use it to make a broth. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, So broth is beef. So broth is meat? Uh, Broth is meat. Stock is bone. But then there's something called bone broth. And so every chef, when bone broth came out onto the mainstream, and a lot of it, I think, has to do with, like, the kind of paleo movement. Mm -hmm. Like, ooh, bone broth. You get all the collagen from the bones and all the nutrients from the marrow, that kind of stuff. Um, It was big in, like, the Bulletproof CrossFit world. Remember Bulletproof Coffee? Yeah, put butter in your coffee. With MCT oil? Oh, my God. My ex took MCT oil. She got the giant 900-serving one, took two servings, and said, ah, I don't want it. Um, there's no one supplement that will change your life at all, unless you have like a medical condition. That but you know what? Creatine, that's it. No, I was going to say magnesium. Fr- friendship. Ashwagandha. <laughs> I love magnesium. I take magnesium in the at night times. I don't know what that one does, but I've heard it works. Magnesium? I heard it works for whatever you want it to work for. Yes. Cures rashes. Yes. It's it's like it helps you sleep. Helps you and sleep. And it helps you with your digestion. Drive. It helps you with your libido. It helps you with your personality. <laughs> I just use Windex instead. Okay. So anyways, bone broth. <laughs> okay. The idea is that you are boiling the bones for yeah. longer than a typical stock. Say a typical stock would be four to six hours. Okay. Blah, I don't know. Just a guesstimate. Sure. You take those bones and you keep them going and going and going for, say, 12 to 24 hours. I love bone broth. I agree. Uh, What's time? the difference between that and stock? I guess timing and, and time. Where's and the cutoff? May, not everything needs to have a cutoff. But there needs to be. That's what we we are defining things. These things are labeled in stores. I don't think it's that necessary. I think there needs to be a scientific quotient of collagen extraction from the bones for it to be legally Do considered bone broth. Do you think the FDA says, "Hey, I need to see your collagen extraction kettle and bone"? Yeah, they sh- they should. But they don't. But they should. I think I think it's just the main ingredient of bone broth needs to be bones. 
Yeah. It needs to be bones. You simmer in bones for one hour. Water bone and bones equals bone broth. Okay. That's stock. It's chicken stock. Josh, stop talking in circles. You're making me want to kill someone. <laughs> bones plus water plus time equals bone broth. Okay. Bone water time. I think we need an elapsed amount of time. More than 12 hours. Oh, I'm happy. Now I'm happy, man. Maggie, can you write this down? Now, Juliet, now I'm happy. Okay, now just broth. What do you want to do with just broth? Uh, water same plus equation, meat. Sa- same equation, less time. We're just talking about bone broth. Okay, Maggie, delete all this. We're just keeping the definition of bone broth up there. We have oh bone broth. My God. Yeah, Because okay. the title of the podcast is, Is Bone Broth Tea? So what no, I don't think about, it is tea. But one time, I was at Belcampo, and um, I got one of their bone broths to go, a 12-ounce bone broth. And it was, 11, first of all, $11 for bones and water. Crazy. So, uh, and some apple cider vinegar. You're paying for the labor and time of it boiling for at least 12 hours, if I'm reading okay. the screen correctly. Okay. It was re- so it was delicious, but I like put in like a little coffee cup, and I was just sauntering down Santa Monica like, ooh, I have a secret in this cup, and you'll never know that it's bone broth. People would just think it was coffee or tea, but no— it was bones. Yeah, sometimes I, I wear a baby diaper under my jeans to have a little secret, you know? <laughs> so we're kind of the same. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or just anyone. Now, I'm just starting my own personal therapy journey. I use BetterHelp, and they match me with the perfect therapist right away. I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It's empowering me to be the best version of myself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, but boy, they can help with that too. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. BetterHelp will match you to one of 35,000 licensed therapists based on your location, preferences, and therapist availability. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash hot dog today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash hot dog. We got to get to the meat of the argument. (laughs) The meat of the argument, Nicole, is that people are using the term tea to define anything that has been steeped in water to extract the flavor. So to me— Yeah, but tea isn't extracted for that long of a time. Tea has like a five to ten minute, like— range or else it gets really bitter and gross. That's not the case for meats. That's not the case for the herbs. That's not a case for the roots. That's not a case for the other plants. What about sun tea where you're just letting the tea steep for a long, long time? Okay, but I guess you're not outlier, doing that. With, I guess like, you're not doing that with broth though. But you're doing, yeah, you're not putting <sighs> bones outside in the sun to get warmed by the sun. I feel like the ancient societies had did <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we're not in an ancient society. We're not in an ancient society. Um, we're in modern times. Modern times deserve modern definitions. Don't you agree with that, Josh Scherer? I believe scientific <laughs> classifications of plants deserve definitions. And I well, think if it doesn't we, come from Camellia sinensis, it cannot be considered tea. I think when you are making a mint tea or even a chamomile tea, it's f- okay. I don't believe that should be able to be considered tea because it does not come I from think, the genus of the tea I plant. I think it needs to be considered tea because the co- average consumer... <laughs> I'm researching. The average consumer doesn't need to have so many options. Give them less options. It's fine. Bigelow teas or whatever. Who's that bear? Who's that bear you like? 
Oh, uh, uh, it's, it's like, like curious, curious time bear, <laughs> celestial, yeah, celestial, like celestial, celestial tea, and like Bigelow tea, and all these teas. In order to, for consumers to just not be reaching for whatever, they just all classified under one thing to make it easier for us. It's to help us, Josh. It's assisting us. We don't need that many choices. I've completely changed my answer. <laughs> Only took what thirty seconds of googling. Yeah. Okay. Can I tell you what made me change? I didn't hear a thing you said. Uh, the thing that made me. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> change my answer. So, Alchemelia sinensis plants originated in like China and India, and you still see big, big tea cultures in China and India, right? Yes. Um, but obviously, they started planting those tea plants elsewhere, and there's many different varieties of tea, primarily six that they define. Um, Yerba mate is probably my favorite tea. I don't have it that much. I love the. F- there's something. I'm not a mate girl. There's something, especially if you have like proper uh, like, Argentinian, like in the cup, in, in the, the cup, cup that's like steamed, where you're moving all. the green stuff, dude. It's like great. this, and you're drinking it. Yeah, I love it. You take the spoon and you just push it. I've Such seen soccer flavor. players do it. Oh, uh, like Argentinian soccer players. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's so funny. Yeah. It's a great pre-workout, and and it is loaded with caffeine. Which is one of the reasons I love it, but there's also this beautiful kind of earthy, almost grain-like taste to yerba mate for me. Freaking uh, delicious, especially with a little bit of sugar. Um, not from the Camellia sinensis plant, which makes sense because I know yerba mate is something that's like, you know, an indigenous drink, but it's made from the paraguariensis para plant um, so that's that native tea? to Argentina, Paraguay, and Brazil. Um, but it's like very similar and it's like a, a hard leaf that is loaded with caffeine which is really interesting that's so really cool that's outside the genus of camellia sinensis but it has very similar properties to mm-hmm. camellia sinensis plants because it's like uh highly flavored and highly caffeinated but to me that's still vastly different from something like mint or where i was going with this mm-hmm. if you can make mint tea why can you not make cabbage tea which is a broth savory and sweet Nothing, there's nothing inherently sweeter about mint than cabbage. That's not true. And you know that's not true. A wry smile creeps across his face knowing he's told a fib. (laughs) Um, But like, right, mint though is not inherently sweet. It's not inherently sweet, but it does lean, if you look at the lexicon of how mint is used, you will see that it leans more into the sweet territory. No? Why are you looking at me like that? What kind of lexicon? Whatever lexicon. What do you mean, look at the lexicon? Like, you know. Are you talking about like the old timey term sweet herbs? Sure. Because we were looking at like a 300 year old beef recipe and it said add sweet herbs to it and you had to Google what sweet herbs are? Sure. Do you think kombucha is tea? It is tea, right? How do they make kombucha? They ferment tea. But I wouldn't consider kombucha to be a tea product. Aren't there mushrooms in it? What are you talking about? I swear to God, there's something about kombucha. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to Google something. Can you pass me your water bottle, Maggie? I feel like I'm about to faint. (laughs) Thanks, Maggie. Oh, okay. (laughs) Do you know the first time I heard the phrase kombucha? Mm. It's in the... um, God, what system of a down song is it? The kombucha mushroom people. Planting all of the and I need you, and I need you. That's just being nice. I think people are going to think we are on mushrooms during this. I podcast. think so. We're not. We can we just we're going to break the fourth wall here. Yeah. We just shot our last meals, and we are like, oh my god, so exhausted. You'll see the yeah. episode when it comes out. Fantastic episode. Good episode. Boy, are we exhausted? And I am full, Tired. brain dead. Um, but they call the scoby a mushroom. 
Oh. So like a mother or a mushroom is what they'll call it. Um, but yeah, kombucha, I don't think it's a tea. I think it's like a tea product. Oh. Right? What el- What else would you consider a tea product? Well, maybe plain kombucha is a tea. But once you start adding juices to it, that's Narni Palmy. Kombucha's an Arnie Palmy. Kombucha's an Arnie Palmy. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. okay I'll so- take, I'll, uh, listen, Josh, I am not here to like fight and debate with you. I'm here for common ground and for understanding, okay? Don't always think I'm here to like I, challenge you. My I'm not therapist said that I have <laughs> trauma and that I get defensive. It's okay. Cause. I get defensive too, not because of trauma, just because I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my first instinct with myself. Um, okay. Broth, though. Let's, I love, let's get bone broth off the table. I love bone broth. I don't think it's tea, though. Bone broth isn't tea because it has to come from bones. Let's just look at the term broth, though. What separates a broth from a tea? Is it sweetness? Because I would challenge that you make a carrot broth. Carrots are sweet. Carrots are sweet, dog. You put them in mm-hmm, a cake. Mm-hmm. You sure. put them in a cake, okay. dude. You're making a carrot broth. Zucchini bread. Right? Yeah. Make a zucchini broth. Zucchinis. I've had a lovely full zucchini-based dessert. Shout out Chef Chris Morningstar. He made a great zucchini-based dessert that made me rethink how I thought about food. Okay. Right? So you make a zucchini broth. That's pretty sweet. Carrot broth. That's pretty sweet. What separates that from like a mint tea? Is it the leaf? I think it might just be. Like if you made a carrot. <clears throat> if you made a carrot top tea. The comedian? No. Like He's if you jacked. Said, yeah, big guy. Look good. You were saying? <laughs> okay. It's like carrot tops. But the thing is, you're talking about taking the carrots and making them into a broth, right? You're not talking about taking a carrot, chopping it up fine, desiccating it, putting it in a sachet, dipping it into the water. Yeah, I've got to desiccate it because people use fresh mint leaves to make, uh, to make tea. Okay. So desiccation but is not part of it. It... it most teas are desiccated. I'm, I want to let's let's skirt around the outer limits no, here. No, no, let's no, no. Skirt around the outside skirt. of the rink, Nicole. I'm tired of skirting. Hug, I'm tired of skating. Let's hug the wall of the skating I don't rink hug because the wall. I don't know how to skate and I'm scared I'm gonna fall. Do you know how to ice skate? No. Oh, David took me ice skating on our second day, and I had so much adrenaline running through my body that I was so good at ice skating. He took me three years later. I was horrible at ice skating. What do you think happened? It was the adrenaline that like the love is gone, <sighs> the adrenaline's gone. Yeah. There's no more energy. I also had a sh- I had a shoulder injury. And oh. it was raining. You were in, you were outside? <laughs> yeah, the skating. Where? Santa Monica. You can come with me next time. They have an outside skating rink in Santa. It's by the beach. It, during the what winter time. Body of water has during, frozen over. During the winter time, they bring a rink. They bring the ice. They bring the rink. What were we talking about? It's from the ocean, what though. Were we, Josh, what were we talking about? Carrots. Uh, carrots. Carrots into a broth. Yeah. Great. That's a carrot why, broth. Why not tea? Why is that not tea? Why is that what not do you a mean, carrot tea? I already told you timing. Okay, you boil you it. Don't, you don't boil tea for more than... <laughs> you could. You drop... Okay, say you shred the carrots. Say you shred the carrots. Okay, shred the carrots. Shred the carrots. Uh-huh. Already some juice being expressed. You drop that into boiling water. Let it steep for five minutes. Strain it. That is going to be a flavorful... That's a carrot tea. That's a carrot tea. Interesting. That's a carrot tea. So you're saying there's a cutoff. There has to be like... Five minutes at boiling point, maximum five for tea. to ten minutes. What whatever it says typically on a tea bag. Can I tell you what I do with the tea bags? So yeah, <laughs> sure, buddy. Not, no, this isn't going to do. Uh, I started drinking more tea at home. <laughs> okay, but I utterly in a disrespectful manner. Can you see him in the camera here? They don't need to see. Okay, me. good. So what we do? 
I fill up a mug that I drink everything out of. We only have two mugs in the house. I don't want any more. What do you mean you only have two mugs? We have in two the house? mugs. We what have happens t- when you have guests? We don't. We have two bowls. You don't ever have guests. No, we have two bowls and two mugs. That's not true. I've come to your house like twice already. Yeah, and we didn't give you a mug, did we? <laughs> Like two bucks. So red solo cup though. We from the other apartment. <laughs> we we microwave the water. And I drop. What the why? What else am I supposed to do? You microwave the water. I microwave the water. Buy a kettle. I You're wanna, 31 years old. Then I have less space for like my meat slicer and you uh, have a meat slicer. I have two blenders. I have a food processor. I got a big old coffee maker. I can't be bringing a kettle. In coffee there. maker. Yeah. You I have, have a, a coffee maker. Well, a percolator, yeah. I mean, what do you mean <laughs> I have a coffee maker? Like, everybody has a coffee maker. I don't have a co- I have, I have an espresso machine. Grow up. An espresso machine is a coffee maker. It's an espresso machine. It's an espresso is coffee. No, uh, shut it's up. It's just like a finely ground. Keep going. Okay, also, so- it's not like an espresso. It's a, it's a Nespresso, right? No, I don't have an espresso anymore. What is it, like a Ninja? It's Nes- a Revel. What do you mean anymore? Did you... Did you hit hard times enough to sell your Nespresso? Uh, no, I leveled up. <laughs> oh, really? Breville's better? Than Nespresso. What happened to your Nespresso? Can I have it? Yes. Actually? Yes. He, shake on it. I'll, I'll barter you. I'll trade you my microwave that I use to microwave my tea water. So you microwave your tea water? And, and then, then I what? just ch- I chuck two bags of tea in there, and what? I don't know how long they're supposed to stay What kind of tea for. is this? So Darjeeling? Like, uh, it's, it just says chai, which is just tea in, uh, I believe Sanskrit is probably the original language. But is it like Tezo tea? Um, mm, some obscure brand. It's red and glossy. I don't know the brand. Okay. Nothing comes. And then I just let it sit there. I like I go pee. I maybe play a video game, and then my tea probably gets cold. I strain the bags out, and then I microwave it again. Boom! Back on the couch playing video games. No respect. No respect. No respect. I didn't grow up with. Well, I grew up with tea culture, but in a way that I resented. And so maybe I do need to go to high tea. Maybe I need to hang out with Morris, your dad. Drink some cups of chai. I will say the best tea by far I've ever had. Oh, hey, you guys are still here. The best tea by far I've ever had was at uh, Deep's family home and his mother's masala chai, or masala cha, as they would say in Gujarati. Is there milk in it? So much milk and so much ginger and Mm, black pepper and spices and chai, and it is aerated, and it is one of the best drinks I've ever had in my life. I'm a big fan of chai, too. And I don't know if I have it in me to make that at home ever. Ever, ever, ever. You don't you know need I mean? to make masala cha at home. You don't need to. You can go out and get it. Yeah. There's people out there who are Do you doing go it. To like proper, like, we should go. I, I don't know any Indian spots where I can get like proper masala cha. I don't know any Indian spots, but I used to go to a Korean tea house that closed that? a few years ago. And I used to study there. And it was my favorite. And the lady would always give me little almond squares. And she'd be like, good job. Oh. Yeah. That's sweet. What did we learn? <laughs> I think we actually learned something valuable in codifying how long bone broth needs to be boiled for. Bone broth is at least 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then a tea uh-huh. is up to 10 minutes. Anything between 10 minutes and 12 hours, 719 minutes 500 is a broth as opposed to or a stock. Minutes. And measure. Cups of coffee. What did you learn? What did you want to know what I learned? Yeah. 
that we should never shoot a podcast after last meals. What? No, this is the best podcast that's ever been podcasted. If you enjoyed this podcast, smash that like button. Smash that like button, fam. Subscribe. Turn on notifications. Touch the bell. Touch it. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you have no idea where it's going? Well, I know the problem. It's all those subscriptions. Think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, parenting apps, it is endless. And I'm super guilty of this. You gotta use Rocket Money. It'll help find out what subscriptions you're actually spending money on. It's really eye-opening. And have them cancel the ones you don't want anymore. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place, and if you see something you don't want, you can cancel it with a single tap. You'll never have to get on the phone with customer service. Ooh, isn't that a benefit? They'll even try and get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. That's a lot of money. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash hot dog. That's rocketmoney.com slash hot dog. Rocketmoney.com slash hot dog. Get incredible deals on premium cuts from ButcherBox. Deals this good are hard to come by at the grocery store. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. ButcherBox has 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. There are no antibiotics or added hormones, so you know their meat and seafood is humanely raised. And it's also incredibly convenient. Get your meat delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping always. Now that's an incredible value, and ButcherBox has a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price with exclusive member deals and recipe inspiration, guides, tips, and hacks. They have meal prep and healthy eating options, so ButcherBox can help you in achieving any New Year health goals. The key to becoming a meal prep master? Stand stocked up on the essentials, and ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com hotdog and use code hotdog to choose your free offer and get 20 bucks off. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the universe. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles. Well, Nicole, before we get into that, you know what time it is, don't you? Yeah. Oh, tell them what time it is. Not nap time. No, no, no. I need one. God, I wish. Nope, it's time for Review a Review, everybody's favorite segment. That is where we review your Apple reviews. So go review us if you want a chance to be featured on the podcast. We We got this one from Lily Flower, five stars. So good. And then like a cold. It's it's the chilly. I'm chilly. I'm cold. I'm cold. What is that signifying in this review of so good, chilly, cold? I don't know. Keep reading. Like she has chills. It's so good. Keep reading. This is such a good podcast. I'm 13 and obsessed. Like literally, it's so bussin' bussin'. Like literally, so skibbity. (laughs) Y'all rule. Love you. Also, you should make an episode on Gen Alpha and cooking. Do you think this person's actually 13? Yeah. Why would they lie? Well, 
So they say they're 13, talk about Gen Alpha, but then it seems as if they're facetiously using terms like bus and bussin and skibbity. Maybe this is Trevor. This could be Trevor. Well, um, what is skibbity? If you have to ask, you shouldn't know. I don't know, dude. The world's changing around me. I'm old. I don't like it. People I'm not old. Oil and mint. And I'm just 30. I'm not old. I'm 30. Oh, 30, flirty, and thriving, right? Um, I give this five I'm stars. I'm flirting with this review. Just kidding. This person's 13. <laughs> I give this review three stars because I like the words bussin' and skibbity. And I think the podcast is so good, it's ice cold. I'm giving it five stars because I'm afraid if I offend Gen Alpha, then they're going to figure out a way to hack my Twitter and flood it with K-pop fan cams or something. I, I don't know. I'm so scared of the young people. Ai, ichi, ni, san, ah, arigato. <laughs> what? Is that um, Barry, Barry-chan? What happened to Barry-chan? <laughs> Sorbet. Do you remember that? The the girl, the idol oh, group? Oh, the one that got canceled? The idol group that got they canceled? Were, they were not Korean? Uh, Japanese. They were not Japanese. Is it yeah. J-pop or K-pop? It was a J. It was a Japanese idol um, thing. And that oh, I could just play the first opinion. I don't want to figure out the world anymore. Hey guys, hilarious voicemail. Uh, this is Aaliyah Roach from Georgia. And what I like to eat when I'm sick is a can of chicken noodle soup from I think it's Progresso. Oh, you know the blue can. And instead of just microwaving that, I like to mix in mashed potato mix, and then I microwave that, and it's this weird, like, creamy, textural experience, and it just goes down your throat better when you're sick. Mm -hmm. Something about it is just amazing. Anyway, love the podcast, guys. I I know what this is. Uh, Do you know Thicket? Yeah, I know Thicket. Okay, Thicket is for uh, problems with phagia, right? Phagia? Yeah. Swallowing problems? Dysphagia. Dysphagia. Or aphasia, something like that. Aphasia is where you think you're saying words, oh. but it's gibberish. That's aphasia. Isn't that what Bruce Willis has? I think so, caused yeah. by dementia. But dysphagia yeah. is where you cannot swallow or eat Yeah, properly. and sometimes when you have a sore throat and you're sick, you have dysphagia. So instead of using thicket, this person is using instant potato flakes. And it works. It's smart. I like it. It is very smart. You're effectively making a vichy soise. Oh, you know, is that what like a potato. Is? I think vichy soise is a potato, potato leek, leek soup. soup. This is just a potato and chicken with little noodle bits. Yeah. Also, you're getting all of that like glutamate uh, deliciousness from that chicken soup. Mm-hmm. Basically making like MSG chicken flavored mashed potatoes. It sounds lovely. Do you like Progresso soup? I grew up on a lot of Progresso soup and a lot of Campbell's Chunky. We bought whatever was on, on sale. sale. Yeah, us too. And so, yeah, I grew up eating. Were you a can denter? Oh, yeah. We would dent the can so we'd yeah. get uh, discounts. Yeah. Of course. Sometimes I was a can denter. Would you ever go to, there was like a speed rack by the bathrooms that yeah, had there, old pastries? Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that anymore, but I used to. We made it out. Ascending. Hi, Nicole and Josh. My name is Emily from Tampa. My husband and I love all you guys on Mythical Kitchen. Thank you. Uh, this is going to be a hot take, especially for you guys. Tony Satchery's original Creole seasoning is not Cajun seasoning. What it just it? tastes like straight up salt. So much so that you can't discern any other seasoning flavor that may be in there. It's borderline marketing fraud. That's why you guys can put it on anything because you're just finishing off your food with salt like you normally would. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Love the 
She's right, and I know she said a lot of harmful words. But <laughs> what were the harmful words? <laughs> Not harmful words. No. Um, I- I've heard people say this before, and you are correct, that like a proper Cajun seasoning, I mean, there is like thick bits of thyme in it, and it's mm. coarse, and it's deeply like red, all those black Like Zatarans, right? No, Zatarans is basically the same as Tawny Sashri. Oh. Slap your mama is closer to a proper Cajun seasoning. Is it? Uh, I don't yeah. like it as much. I like Tony's more than Slap your mama's. I, the thing about Tony's is, you're correct, the reason we put it on everything is because it's it's effectively a seasoned salt. Yeah, it's an all-purpose seasoning. I would never classify Tony Sachery's as a Creole seasoning. I just consider it all-purpose. Uh, effectively, yeah. And it just yeah. so happens. It has the general flavor profile of uh, Cajun seasoning, but that is to just say— In smaller quantities, though, so it's not as, like, aggressive. Yeah, 100%. No, so what you're saying is absolutely correct. Yeah, I just view that you. as an opportunity— for Tony Sachery's, to me, it's a competitor to like a Lowry's, a Lowry's seasoning salt. Sure. You know, and I prefer Tony Sachery's. So you're correct. And I don't know if I'd call it marketing fraud, but hell of a product and I love it. Hey, Josh, Nicole, and Maggie, and potentially a guest. So <laughs> my food opinion is this, is that you can be exposed to a food or a restaurant so much that you get sick of it. I'm mm. curious if y'all have had that experience. My first job in high school was working at a Wendy's. Oh, I'm Chris, by the way, from South Carolina. Hi. My first job in high school was working at a Wendy's and I worked there for like 11 months. And by the time I finally quit, I was sick of the smell of the grease and the fries and the burgers and everything like that to where it would actually make me nauseous. So I didn't have Wendy's again for like 10 years. Mm. And I'm curious if y'all had any experiences like that, any foods that you just ate so much of or any foods that you had to cook so much that you just got completely sick of it and avoided it like the plague. I love what y'all do and love the pod. Love y'all. Bye. Feels nice to be loved, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I have trouble accepting love sometimes, though. You're getting there. Yeah. Um, For me, one time I worked at a coffee shop and I drank so much cold brew and I would have like four cold brews a day and I would shake and I would be um, just a jittery mess. And then I stopped drinking it for like two years and then now I drink cold brew again. But it's been a long time since I like four cold brews a day. I ended up having a borderline gag reflex to Taco Bell's old chicken. So Taco Bell used to have this old grilled chicken that came in these giant sacks and they had the fake grill marks on it. It was kind of weirdly artificially orange. Oh, I remember it. It's like deeply uh, biting peppery flavor. And the reason I got sick of it is because when I was working at this catering company at UCLA, we shared a commissary with Taco Bell. Oh, that's cool. And we would make buffalo chicken sandwiches that were literally just giant vats of Frank's Red Hot dumped onto the Taco Bell chicken pieces. They would like give you the chicken? Yeah, they all sort of shared because I think when a name brand moves into a college, an airport, whatever, it gets like contracted through a third party. And so they're all running through the same commissaries, all Wild. I did not know that. Yeah, really strange. And so I would take home because there's so much left over because it frankly was not good. Taco Bell chicken inside a quesadilla, perfectly fine. Outside the context of Taco Bell as a main protein, not great. And they've since changed their chicken. They've added braised chicken. It's much better. But that chicken, I used to take home pounds of it because I was poor in college and I wanted Mm. protein. Mm -hmm. And I ate so, so, so much of it. Went back to Taco Bell, had a chicken quesadilla, and almost gagged at the thought of it because you're right, food is connected to memory. And so all of those memories of like, sure, you know, I smelled bleach when I tasted this chicken oy because oy oy. the catering kitchen always smelled like bleach. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah. Really negative food memory. A thing that is, I've now eaten to the point of sickness is Zenku chicken. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm out of my Zenku chicken. It's a local rotisserie chicken chain in LA, and it's very beloved, and I do still love it, but I need to chill for a sec. I'm on my El Pollo Loco grind. My dad used to get, like, every week, he would get a chicken tarna plate and a, what was the other one? Chicken uh, tarna and the meat. This, this is called shawarma. Yeah, and shawarma with so many pitas and a quarter chicken. And he would get that once a week. And literally, there at some points, I was like, this is not good anymore, Dad. Yeah. Please don't get this anymore. Though it is delicious. It's just the repetitive nature of eating the same thing all the time. You're like, can't yeah. do it. I uh, still have packs of frozen Zenku chicken pita because I order so much chicken that they think I'm a large family. Mm, yeah. That's, and so I'll have like 18 pitas with my family order. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. All right, one more. More. What? Hi, Josh and Nicole. Uh, longtime listeners, first time callers. <laughs> sure, uh, likely story. Tuesday and Dulce from Central California. And Dulce, my girl, just told me an opinion that I feel like I needed to call you with. You call the right people. She says cute. that a Hawaiian roll so needs to be peeled and eaten uh-huh. in order to judge the quality of it. Uh-huh. Apparently the skin of a Hawaiian roll mm-hmm. needs to be peeled and eaten first to mm-hmm. truly judge how good it is. It sounded crazy to me, but maybe she has something to say. Uh, let me know what you think about it. The bottom is the best. And the bottom is the best So cute. Anyway, thank you very much. Love the podcast. Okay, first of all, you guys are so cute. Adorable. You're the only couple that's ever called in that I haven't told to divorce. That's right, but there's still time to answer the question. Divorce might come up. Um... Well, I don't know. I, listen, when it comes to Hawaiian, you know rolls, the Hawaiian roll skin yeah, that she's yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, of though. course I do. I know. I understand. I don't judge Hawaiian rolls that highly. Like I don't compare Hawaiian rolls to like other ones. Also, what other Hawaiian yeah, rolls are there? There's all King's I know is Hawaiian, King's Hawaiian. That's and then it. there's everything else. Yeah. So I mean, I don't like discern my Hawaiian rolls between one another. So I don't need to peel it. Like a string cheese. But I it. want to peel it like a string cheese. It makes sense. It's like to peel picking it. a scab. You're yeah, picking yeah, a bread yeah, scab. Yeah. I love picking scabs. Oh, and it is scab by far picker. the best part. And I agree. The bottom, the bread that stuck Sticks to, to the bottom. <laughs> to the bottom of the paper. It's because of the sugar. Oh it's my the god. Sugar. Is there pineapple juice in those? I doubt it. Oh, um, I like them a lot. Yeah, King's Hawaii. It's uh based on uh, is it Pau Dose? Uh Portuguese sweetbread. Um, but they've like exploded and populated recently. King's Hawaiian is one of those companies where I'm like, I would trust you to deliver my baby. You know what I mean? Did you know I was going to work there before I came here? Really? Uh, yeah. Down in Torrance? Down in their, yeah. their HQ? I've never been to their restaurant. We should go. We should go. We should make a video about it. We should go. But yeah, I want to peel off. I grew up eating King's Hawaiian rolls with grocery store fried chicken meal deals. I grew up eating them with butter. <laughs> Just straight up butter? Yeah. Well, so we would get, you go to the grocery store and like a Ralph's and you'd get eight pieces of fried chicken, a pack of King's Hawaiian rolls, coleslaw, uh, either beans, or potato salad, whatever, mm-hmm. a little picnic pack. Mm-hmm. And then I would take the King's Hawaiian rolls and I would peel off the little scab and I would use that like a tortilla, kind of shop up. So you pick the skin. I pick the skin. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully so on her side. So skin picker. I never, I never did that with my Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. And then there, there comes to a point where you can't pick more skin and then you break it in half and kind of flatten it. Like a because it's like easy a to flatten. Yeah, it's yeah. So, easy to so sugary. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had a King's Hawaiian roll in a long time. I'm craving it now. I need one. Yeah. You know what I want? I want to take a piece of spam and I want to cook it, like sear it, and then I want to do a sunny side up egg, and then I want to also put teriyaki sauce, and then I want to make a sandwich, and I want to eat it. Uh, mayonnaise, mayonnaise, mayonnaise. Dog house, dog house. 
Doghouse is a local uh, hot dog Never chain. Never been. Never been. Adam Gertler, their head verse mocker. Hawaii. I feel like I'm uh, talking to nobody here. No, they they use King's Hawaiian rolls for their hot dogs for their burgers. How do you make a King's Hawaiian roll hot dog? Three rolls in a row, slice in half. <gasps> you gotta kind of compress it with your hand. You gotta kind of. You gotta help it out a little of, bit. You gotta help it out a little bit. You gotta cup it. You gotta cup it a little yeah, bit to sort of it. turn it into a tube. But yeah, you gotta hold it. <laughs> when you get the right amount of like spicy <laughs> sausage, they make different sausages. Yeah. Um, on that sweet roll. Brother. Yum. What a food. Great opinion, though. That brought back a fantastic taste and texture memory for me. Well. Well, well Josh. I don't want to stop recording now. I've hit a second wind. I think you should let's go, go home Let's and just go. fully re-record all the stuff about the tea. I feel like we can do Ugh, it better. Please, get me out of here. <laughs> On that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. We got the new audio-only episodes every Wednesday and a video version here on YouTube every Sunday. If you want to be on... On our, I need to say that again. If you want to be featured on Opinions by Casseroles, give us a ring and leave a quick message at 833-DOG-POD-1. The number again is 833-DOG-POD-1. And for more medical kit, check out other videos every week. Do you like them? Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening and watching and being here and being a part of this family. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.